Good morning. Uh, welcome from uh, Sugar City Studios, historic Johnson Square in beautiful Savannah, Georgia. Uh, here with Walter Kimsey, Dr. Kimsey. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm doing great. We did a segment uh, earlier on the advent of 5G and wanted to dive down a little bit deeper uh, into that with Walter. Um, obviously, the, the platform uh, is a game changer. Uh, what industries uh, do you think benefit the most from the, from the rollout of 5G and why? I think the first place to look is uh, manufacturing. Um, the manufacturing industry has gone through a, a long process of automation starting back in the 1800s when we learned to do you know, mass production, create assembly lines, and then with each worker's task we learned how to mechanize that task and that reduced the number of workers you needed inside the factory. It increased the productivity of the average worker who was still employed at the factory. We kept improving the mechanization until the 70s, 80s, when we started to introduce the first robots. Um, so some companies have, uh, have really excelled in, in, in robotics. Uh, Honda, for instance, uh, sells uh, a lot of uh, uh, robots for factories. But the problem with robots, and you know, we all immediately think of Isaac Asimov and you know uh, the the three laws of robotics, etc., uh, is even until now most of what we have seen from the media, most of what has shown up in, in conferences and exhibits, has been mostly science fiction and very little true science fact, uh, because robots fundamentally are dangerous in the sense that they can't see. You, you know, we can see, but the amount of of information that you need. Processing speed uh, and, 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 and memory or, or, or data storage is huge. Um, so when we've, we've mechanized or automated things, we've had to keep put fences in places to separate the workers from the machines. Otherwise, the machines could hurt human beings. Um, you know, in some distribution centers, they've put automation in to have you know, robots doing the pick and pack. But the problem is, is a lot of the equipment is blind, and when it goes off track, it can hurt people. Such as uh, in one place, the employees were sitting in the cafeteria eating, and one of the robots crashed through the wall and into the dining area. Fortunately, nobody was hurt. And my understanding from this incident is the company then went and took all of the automation equipment and junked it in a storage room because uh, there were too many close calls. So if we have 5G, uh, we can control the whole process a lot better. We can help the robots to be more perceptive and, and, and interact in, in interacting with humans. And uh, what you're hearing about now is something called cobots, where a human being and a robot work together in close proximity, not really separated by fences or distances, but, uh, but in, in very close proximity, like, like working with a computer or a laptop. So that changes the game because we, we went through mechanization. We've been doing some, some dumb automation. Now we're going to do highly intelligent automation. Let me ask a, qu a question. It's, it's a little bit, it's sort of the flip side of the coin. And I, I just want to make sure that, um, uh, you know, the, sort of it's, it's addressed in, in some way. But so you've got, you know, a, a high level of, of um, 
you know, labor working, you know, in concert with, with robots, mm-hmm. you're, you're maximizing the output of that individual. The question is, and this is sort of a, I guess, an ongoing sort of dialogue. Um, so does that not eliminate the need for some set of workers and, and if it creates another sort of activity, are we are we seeing sort of a divergence in the in the uh, the you know the skilled labor and and the ability of people with a certain level of education really to move on and those without say that type of education to sort of uh, you know fall off the, the cliff or, or sort of you know div- diverge inside you know an, an economy of say have and have nots. Yes, that is the key question. So um, what, what we need is, a, is more technical education, which we are seeing a lot of uh, efforts in that direction. We also need the software, the, the, the interaction means between the human and the machines to be simpler. Um, you know, I started working you know, with computers back in the late 70s with uh, cards and uh, whenever I did something on the computer, I had to do two things. One was tell the computer physically what to do, you know, where the data was, where to get the data. Um, and I had to tell the computer to read my cards. And then once it read the cards, I had to tell it which program to use and how to, how to process the data with that program. Did you tell me you were coding AI in the 80s? Yeah, actually I was. I just had to, I had to throw <laughs> that in there. That's just, I, that just sounds like Sort of like you and like five guys in a garage somewhere out in Silicon Valley, right? We were just trying to figure out how the economy worked, and we thought we'd simulate one, you know, and, and we used AI for that. Unfortunately, we crashed all the machines. They just couldn't. They, an 8086 personal computer was a lot less powerful than your, your cell phone is today. Right. So it was very hard to do. But, but over time... You know, and I never thought in most of my life that I would ever see somebody, you know, in their 80s or 90s use a computer. I just couldn't see it. It was so complicated. But we simplified and simplified and simplified computers to the point where he, all you have to do is be able to read and, and you can work a computer. Yeah, I heard somebody on a call last week said, said that their parents were in their late 80s and early 90s and they're shopping online, they're grocery shopping online now for the first time ever and to him it's like a like it's a game changer now everybody is in the game exactly and, yeah. and that's why you know we can't ever be too negative on e-commerce because it's one thing for you and i use computers for you know longer than we care to admit right um you know to, to shop online it's another for an 80 year old guy to for the first time ever you know go buy stuff online in fact, one of my friends was telling me that once his dad figured out how to go shopping on Amazon, he's a big fisherman, uh, he uh, bought three fishing rods. And, he, and my friend asked his dad, why'd you do that? Because this was unbelievably cheap. What a great deal. <laughs> yeah. So they're, you know, that generation's going to become victimized by, uh, what do you call that, uh, you know, uh, unanticipated, you know, spur of the moment yeah. purchases like we are. Yeah. But anyway. It's but, but, gratification. So going back to that, we have to, so people have to get educated more about how to work with the technology and you have to make the technology easier to work with. And that's what's been happening over time. So I think for a while it's going to be a little dodgy, but it will get better. And if it doesn't, then maybe we end up with the Swedish solution. Which is? 
universal basic income. What they're saying is if a company automates their process and they earn what's called economic rents in, in normal language, non-economist language, that means supernormal profits, you get your supernormal profits taxed pretty heavily and that goes into a fund that helps uh, make sure that people have a minimum income to survive because the theory is in the long run if the computers are making everything or the robots are then you don't really need people to work in that case you, you should you should have a minimum income to go buy all of the stuff did you just take us out about 50 years because i feel like i'm in a time warp now. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but that's what they're talking about is uh, you know the, the whole concept of the universal basic income uh, i'm not promoting it i'm just saying this is what's being discussed and what you're talking about if if i'm we're we're not talking politics here obviously we're talking right. economics but what we're talking about i think is an efficiency based on technology that raises the quality of life such that there's a lot of output per person to the point that uh we're taking five-day weekends every week, right? Oh, exactly. <laughs> I like that. No, that, no, that works for well, me. No, so do I. I mean, let me give you the statistics. And about a hundred years ago, we were working six days a week, um, and and you know maybe a little bit more than a hundred years ago, six days a week, twelve hours a day. I'm back to six days a week. I don't know what happened. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's the industrial boom. That's what it is. <laughs> exactly. So we have. Uh, they were working seventy-two hours a week. Right. Today, um, the average work week is uh, 37 hours or so. Yeah. So it's um, basically you know half of that. Right. Um, and in Europe, I like I think in in, in um, at least in France and Italy, I, I think the, the, the probably the real work week is only 30 hours long, right? Because they're all, they take long breaks during the day, you know, long lunches, a long you know morning break, long afternoon break. I like that actually. Yeah. That's a nice rhythm. Yeah, exactly. It's a great great quality of life. Yeah. So anyways, we, um, uh, we, you have to anticipate that we will continue to produce a lot more with a lot less human time. And quite frankly, I, I think today, if you go to the offices in most places and you look at how much, is really, how much really gets done versus the time in the office, I think the, the work time is probably 20 hours. The rest of it is a lot of socializing. Yeah, that makes sense. That could be wrong. You know. Well, I think that's well, what I've seen over the last, you know, six nine months, mm -hmm. where the you know, the productivity is there with a lot of these companies, but what the the the, the people are missing is the socialization piece. Exactly. Which, which you can't replace with Zoom. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, Walter, great. I appreciate that insight. Uh, look forward to catching up with you soon. All right. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Take care.